0: My best friend's in a gun rack.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast.
2: What is up, you Low Lifes? Welcome to your motherfucking Friday. We got a great episode for you guys. We got Upton Metalworks in the building. They're going to be joining us in a little bit. But first, let's kick this thing off the way we always do. With those motherfucking sponsors. I love it. First up, we got Chop Cult, the home of your next build thread. Head on over there, make yourself an account, scroll through the classifieds, check out the blog, and add yourself to the motherfucking Rolodex. <laughs> next up, <laughs> Jesus, I'm coughing up a storm over here. We got Chicken Fried choppers. Girl, rawhi <laughs> it's, it's all those rawhide bones. What's
1: that? It's all those rawhide bones.
2: Seriously, yeah, I ate them too fast. Now, you know what it is? I remember we talked before, before we got on air. I took the dog for a run, and you know how after you go for a run, you just like hack up like years worth of shit. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> you're the like, lack of
1: oxygen makes you pee.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is that like stirs up in your chest, but it's really gross. Because then you're like, "Fuck is going on here?" Um, sorry, you guys got gonna- those Rollies from the summer campouts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 This is so true that you get all the uh, folks this rolling.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, man. All right. Next up, we've got chopshit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. The go-to source for all of your stickers, pins, patches, hoodies, and chopper goodies. So next time you need any of that stuff or some of the lowlife merch you can find it all at chopshit.com next up hey shout out to uh, uh,
1: oh, right. shout out to the homie uh chicken rick also for killing it at flat out friday the pictures were absolutely fucking epic um <laughs> if you guys didn't see him go check it out man the homie rick was all dressed up as fucking santa claus just killing it
2: oh yeah chicken rick is always fucking on the scene Next up, we got Broadway Customs out there in Denver, Colorado, crushing it with the fabrication work. They do a little bit of everything. They got the automotive (coughs) commercial fabrication, and they do the CNC plasma cutting, 3D printing, and a whole lot more. So if you need that type of work, hit up Broadway Customs on Instagram. Next up, we got Lowbrow Customs, everything you need for the road ahead since 2000 motherfucking four. Got a whole motherfucker. You can build an entire motorcycle at lowbrowcustoms.com. These guys got it all. So head on over to Lowbrow Customs or check them out on Instagram at Lowbrow Customs. Next up, we got Paco, 52 years in the motherfucking game. These guys know what the fuck they're doing, and they got all of the custom parts for your Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Frames, front ends, headlights, exhaust, transmission components, my personal fucking favorite. They got it all. So go to Paco.com or Paco Parts on Instagram. Next up, we got... Um,
1: Yes. We got the homie Wes at Custom Instruction making the dopest motherfucking helmets in the game for the same price that they... Doc Lid, you get to pick the shell color, the trim color, the fuck. <laughs> Listen, it's never going to happen.
0: The I'm just liner never going to remember the,
1: <laughs> the liner color. <laughs> um, either way, get over to Custom Destruction on Instagram and get the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfuckers
2: look sexy. Love it. All right. And then we got this month's giveaway sponsor. You want to do this one?
1: Which is the homie Dan at No Luck Paintworks. Um, dude is constantly in the laboratory cooking up the craziest fucking custom one-off paint jobs. If you guys need some, go hit him up. Um, but to win, you guys need to be following No Luck Paintworks on Instagram. You have to be a Patreon subscriber. Chris, how do we do this?
2: Go to patreon.com slash lowlife chopper podcast and you click on giveaway level supporter. Go ahead and enter your Instagram handle as your name so that we can verify that you are following no luck paintworks, all one word on Instagram. And at the end of the month, <coughs> excuse me, we will draw a winner and see which one of you is going home with some good shit.
1: So just so you guys know, it's usually not the end of the month. Um, I don't know what happened when we first started this. It was like the middle of the month. So now we do middle of the month, the middle of the month. But every one of these guys gets a uh, full one month um, advertisement spot out. for giving away something that they build. Uh, if any of you guys want to get involved and become the monthly giveaway sponsor, hit us up in the DM. Um And, anyways, this month's giveaway is going to be a one-off painted three-quarter, like, original old-school helmet. Um, Thing's super fucking dope. I've already seen sneak preview of this thing, and it is fucking sick. Um, So, like I said, this is an original three-quarter old-school helmet. Uh, The liner is a little bit trashy, but uh, the homie Dan reached out to Wes at Custom Destruction. Wes said, if... You win this helmet and you want to get it re get uh whatever fucking liner color you want on the inside. Hey, hit crush him it. up and he'll take 25 bucks off the fucking top um to help support whoever wins this. So, get over to uh no paintworks. give them a motherfucking follow and become a Patreon subscriber for a chance to win this month's giveaway. Uh do shoutouts
2: real quick. Uh yeah, actually
1: uh so real quick
2: amy go ahead
1: amy uh aka whiskey i hit me a grease up earlier this week and said hey if you're doing shout outs this week i would like to shout out mike how do you say this win win winninger
2: oh yeah is this how you say yeah. this <laughs> i don't know how you say it and i'm trying to pull that thing up uh we're gonna call
1: him we're gonna call him michael finnegan they're once with a man named Michael Finnegan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, hey, aka Michael. Roadkill 420. <laughs> um, yeah, she said he was a super rad dude. Introduced himself by his Instagram handle. He knows what the fuck is up. Listen, we don't know your government names. You're not running on here on you're not on Instagram. That guy, my name is Michael's fucking Michael Finnegan. We don't know that. Yeah, so make sure run it introduce up to you introduce yourself in person. To
2: like, hey, I'm I'm just I'm Dale Higgins, and you're like who? I've literally never seen that name in my entire life. And they're like, oh, I'm like, and listen, Smoke Bowls 420 on Instagram. And you're like, oh, okay. Now, now I know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so many times people run up like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Mike. And I'm like, sick. I'm fucking Loxite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the- Got to throw out the Instagram handle. So, yeah, shout out to him for, uh, being fucking social, and hanging out with the homegirl, Whiskey Eye. Uh, we appreciate you, homie.
2: That's what's up. Let's see. I think that's all we got for this I week. we're getting a
1: serious lag this week.
2: We are getting serious lag?
1: Yeah, because, like, when I talk, it takes you a minute to, like, respond. So I'm feeling like it's, it's a lag in between us somehow.
2: I'm also just trying to um, breathe in between – with the old chest oh, that makes up. so it could be that <laughs> listen i,
1: I want to give a huge shout out to everybody that bought a motherfucking raffle ticket for the shovelhead that bitch got given away and i'm happy to say um nick rattler is the one who won the bike super fucking rad dude um i've been talking to this dude all week he was dude when i hit him up he didn't watch a live feed because he was at work i did it at noontime because i ended up having a I was busy later that night, but um, did it at noon times, so he didn't get to catch the live feed. So I hit him up in the DMs, and he was like, "Dude, just absolutely ecstatic, um, super appreciative that he wanted, super appreciative of the work that I put into it." Um, so man, the fucking white trash shovelhead is going to live the rest of its days in California. Um, oh, he's in California I did
2: where he was.
1: Yeah, he's out in California. I think it's like Northern California. I think that's what um, Wigwam Motors was saying. Um, mm-hmm. But so we already got the shipping all worked out. I think it's the showbiz getting picked up this weekend um, and on its way out to California, man. So huge shout out to uh, Nick for playing. I hope you absolutely love this bike and huge shout out to everybody else. Um, we're going to do an update next uh, week. We're going to do a full episode on um business grease can chime in on this because he's got his welding shit is all registered he knows all the steps i've been going through hell legitimizing this fucking business and getting everything into play so watch out next week um and i'll give you all the updates on the towing company and uh what the future is looking like
2: yeah it's gonna be a little small business uh in depth dive on like the some of the yeah, and, and, less sexy stuff like actually getting it registered and you know getting it. Yeah, like the insurance and
1: like right, get the fucking tax number. So if any of you guys have any questions, um say you're doing a side hustle like we were doing for a while and you're thinking about getting legit and all this shit. If you have any questions on uh something you want us to touch on next week, make sure you fucking hit us on the DM. Let us know what you need to know. And uh between the both of us, we'll try to figure it out and uh, give you some motherfucking answers.
2: Absolutely. And so in the meantime, I think we're about ready to jump in here. Speaking of small and local businesses, I shouldn't even say small. They might be bigger scale than we realized. We got Josh Howells and Andy Mack of Upton Metalworks joining us to the night, tonight. Welcome to the show, boys. What's up?
3: Yeah, I'm Andy Mack.
4: <laughs> well, actually, Andy's not here. This is Dan
3: It's Instagram oh, can... handle Danimal. It's not, it's not my, my handle anymore. Only Dan's man. Only, dance, man. Only, Only dance, dance. Man. What, what the man. fuck? Got the whole fucking
2: crew in the building. This is even better than we. <laughs> what the <laughs> What's up, fuck? What's up, boys? I'm glad you guys could make it. We've been taking a deep dive through the page here, Dan. I'm actually I'm glad you're on the show because I found. Uh, your are josh and andy i found your page through dan's and saw some of the stuff you guys are working on and i was like we got to get these guys on the show to talk about some of this so i guess a good place to start would be how did you guys get into bikes in the first place and then we'll, we'll do the dive into uptime metalworks and how all that got started
0: well,
4: i just started like uh picking away on shitty little projects that we had ourselves and then just like friends and then friends of friends just just slowly grew into being able to become like a full time thing. Well, it still blows my mind that you know people put that much trust and shit into you and what you can do. But right? But I yeah, basically just started with our own projects and you know, other people seeing that and wanting to just do the same shit.
2: So you guys are out there in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. And so what's the scene like in Pittsburgh when you get these these Ah. bikes and you're tanking around with your own stuff, do you guys go straight to cruisers? Did you start with sport bikes? What's it, what's it looking like out there in Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, I
4: mean, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of sportsters, but I mean, uh, when we first got into all this, it was a lot of Hondas, a lot of Japanese bikes. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, everything was cheap and readily available and, you know, it's like if you fuck something up, it's like it didn't matter, the bike costs five hundred bucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's uh, hard to beat, right? Exactly. But uh but yeah, I was just saying these last like couple years though, it's just like in general, whether it's sports bikes, uh, choppers, stock sportsters, just like the last two or three years, it just seems like there's more and more people every year just showing up out riding on motorcycles. So
1: it's a hey, I got a question thing. for you real quick. Yep. Did we do we meet at that bit?
3: I think so. Yep. Yeah, you had... Josh, you had yeah. All right. I just Josh seen the, the, one the that uh, with my clutch cable.
1: Yeah, I I was just cause I just seen the um, the green shovelhead. I remember obviously I remember that because it's like the same color as my sporty, and I was like, fuck, yeah. I know this dude. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
4: they were, was like uh, a yeah, drunken wet weekend.
3: But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They rolled up with our buddy, uh, Logan, who uh, cracked, fucking broke his collarbone on uh, Crazy Dave's dirt bike. Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: I remember. Yeah, this is all making sense now. All right.
2: (laughs) It's a tight-knit community, man. Everybody knows everybody. That's fucking wild. So you guys got started on some of the jet bikes, things like that. And then when did you make the transition into building... Rigid Harleys and all the stuff. Some of the stuff you're working on now.
4: Oh, well, it's like when I first picked up a shovelhead, I was like, oh well, just got to go chopper, you know. It's like got to keep that true old American fucking classic chopper style. So it's like did that, and then it just started catching on. Just basically word of mouth. Everyone else was, like, oh cool. So like, you can still do those. Like, people still ride those. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So it just uh, slowly just turned into, I don't know, everyone just asking. So it's like that I, you know, worked full time and doing that shit like in the evenings it become like fucking stressing out. It's like, you know, basically working two full-time jobs. So it's like, quit the full-time job and it just slowly keeps growing and growing, which
2: so is still back shocked that still
4: doors still open today.
2: Let's back up for a second there. So, what were you doing for a full-time job uh, when you were doing this on the side?
4: Uh well, that's okay. like the yeah. I was gonna say I worked in machine shops and uh, sheet metal shops. <laughs> so it's like uh, Andy's actually like a full-time machinist, and then I've always been a welder. So it's like uh, it was almost like a you know just second nature to always be tinkering with shit like that. Right, when it's you're the not of combination
2: work. of the of the two skill sets there.
4: Yeah, and then, uh, I guess to jump around a little bit, but uh, as we're really starting to get busier and busier, but Dan here just recently moved to Pittsburgh. So I so was able to hire him on full time. So he's also here to shop every day, helping out with everything.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So you got all three of you guys in there working on it. Yep.
4: Well, I just say Andy's here. Like the, He does a lot of like the, if you want to say one, behind the scenes stuff, type of stuff, because he's still a full-time machine shop. He just had a kid, too. So. And, uh, yeah, he's also a brand-new daddy, so. our
2: right, congratulations. He's, doing, he's
4: uh, doing a lot of behind-the-scenes shit, but, but, yeah.
2: Oh, that's awesome, dude. So how did Uptime Metalworks get started? Like, you were doing this on the side. You said people were hitting you up for this and that. Is this because you were building your own bikes, and then people just started coming to you saying, "Hey, could you do that to mine?"
4: Yeah, like that, or it's like, "Oh, hey, could you know, uh, I want to cut this fender up, and could you uh, weld these tabs on here, or you know, fix this here?" And then it just slowly just kept spreading and spreading <coughs> to the point we're at now. And were you
2: doing that? I was like, well, I mean, eyes?
4: yeah. Well, when we first started that, we were basically just renting like a little like contractor storage unit. That had power and shit in it to basically just store our bikes and work on them. And then it just slowly was able to, you know, become more and more steady of just people like random people with friends of friends just coming through asking, Hey, can you do this? Or you do that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were actually able uh, about, I guess, about three years ago, found uh, like 4,000 square foot warehouse space. that was pretty affordable for rent. And we're like, well, fuck it. Let's uh, let's just try to let's name the business and take a whack at it.
2: That's awesome. And, Where did the name uh, come so, from?
4: Uh, just from the neighborhood that we uh, basically found a warehouse in. It's kind of, if you want to say the lo- lower side of town, and uh, <laughs> still a lot of confusion <laughs> amount of crackheads and you know that kind of riffraff running around. So, oh yeah.
3: So it's, it's actually uptown, but everybody, yeah, if like, you, uh, you got a real thick Western PA accent, you kind of say say uptown, town. uptown.
2: <laughs> I had a feeling that it was supposed to be that, but I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was like actually the name of the block, and like <laughs> that was just what it was called. But yeah, that's fucking awesome. Four thousand square feet is no joke, man. That's a big shop.
0: Yeah,
4: that's well, that's what we said when we first moved in, but we filled it pretty quick with a bunch of shit. <laughs> so it's like we're <laughs> tight, tight on space.
2: That's how it always goes, huh? But it seems like you guys do some some big stuff in there too. I, I see a lot of railings on here. It seems like you get into a little bit of the commercial stuff too.
4: Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of I know, always refer to that as like bread and butter. Kind of, yeah. you know, you can make your rent and all that shit usually from there, and it keeps uh, all the motorcycle <laughs> stuff somewhat affordable for everyone else. Because I know even when I was build my own chopper, it's like I mean, it shit adds up. You know, Harley. Paying for Harley name is not cheap.
2: Oh, yeah. That stuff gets pricey, man. And you guys get into a whole lot of shit over here. So let's break down a couple of the the ones that you're working on. I mean, I guess a good place to start is when I – the first one I saw that you had done, we can go – I know this one's going to be more recent. We can go in any order here. But we've talked a lot on the show. We just had – a guy on last week who had an Evo in a uh, in a Paco wishbone frame, and before that we had been talking to Chicken Rick about how we had to have more Evo people on, and we were like, we got to get some hardtail Evo people on the show. And then I saw this picture that you posted of a softtail that you put a hardtail on. And now I've seen a lot of people take Evos and put them into hardtail frames, but I'd never seen anybody. Hardtail the soft tail. Um so let's start there. What was that process like? Did this person come to you and say, like, look, I got this soft tail, I'm trying to make cooler, and you guys had to figure it out from there, or did he already buy a hard tail and you had to adapt it to fit? How did that go? Well,
4: it was all like kind of through a friend and like we were looking around and we were seeing like obviously the front motor mounts and all that shit had never really changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: All the way up until I I think even what like early two thousands. But I know definitely up until 99, all that shit basically stayed the same, even in like the early years of uh, like when, they you know, first came out with the Evo. It's like, you know, all that shit was the same. Right. They put but the, the only thing that was different was like France. the, the transmount was slightly different. But depending on what transplating uh, crap you ran, either like on the last one we did that posted a picture of, I ended up just moving the transmount over. I think it was like a half inch or three quarters to run the soft tail transplate. But uh but no, we were just playing around and we kinda were like, I mean, if it's a shovel head and like the it's like the spacing and everything else like didn't really, you know, seem to change if you compared like the soft tail frame to any, you know, shovel head rigid or aftermarket frame. Right. So are like, well, you know, like fuck it, let's try it. You know, shovel head rear section would probably fit right up and work. And Basically, it did. And it was almost like a little shortly after that, I started seeing, I think, even my chopper parts posting pictures of, like, uh, you know, this is doable. And, you know, our hardtail sections will, will just bolt right onto a softtail frame or weld on
2: yeah whoever, whoever i don't know i'm into it got the best marketing out of that of being like hey just so everybody knows now that somebody tried it we can officially say it does fit
4: <laughs> look it works <laughs> yeah i hope shot. you guys got it a kickback <laughs> on that one <laughs> but, no but yeah like any of those v-twin replica sections and shit like that those are always fun to get together
2: yeah, so I had seen some V twin ones. The one the thing I like about the V twin ones is those um those cast axle plates look fucking sweet. Um but then the yeah, obviously was a road six that had like, regular axle plates, but it seemed easier to move the trans mount on that one. Yeah. Just based on how it's yeah, those ones, that's what yeah,
4: I, I like that one better. It's just like kind of a cleaner, simpler look. Especially if you're going with that Evo style. It's like you don't want any of that. Because basically those V twin replica ones, they look more like a you know, original panhead style frame, right? Like the Toolbox mount and all the other mounts and shit that you end up cutting off, anyways.
2: That is true. Yep, There's a lot of those tank thing, those tank mounts at the top, a lot of that ends up getting trimmed. If you had to do it again, which one would you use? Or they do the or do they go on pretty much the same?
4: I mean, they pretty much go on the same. So like from that, I mean, I would probably just use the road six customs one again just because it was cheaper and it's a lot more simpler looking.
2: Oh, I forgot uh, at the there end of the day, I
4: usually difference. tend to stay towards the more simple looking crap instead of that crazy fancy shit.
2: Yeah, no, I hear you. It's definitely so. This one, and you, it looks like you don't even have to cut that front section at all to hardtail this thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, those
4: side. they, yeah, they split the trans mounts like on the frame. So you can actually cut basically right up around the, like the top of the seat post.
2: Yep. Right. Where that triangle meets with the the frame, it looks like. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it's hard to tell where that cut is at the bottom. Did you have to pull the whole motor and trans to be able to make that bottom cut?
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think it falls out like roughly like almost maybe an inch or so in front of the rear trans mounts on the, like the original frame.
2: Gotcha. But usually like right around in there. And then you can weld it. up. It looks based on this. Is it, There's only this one picture that I'm seeing on there. So bear with me here. But it looks like you could probably weld this thing without the motor in it, just with that trans bolted on there.
4: Yeah. I mean, you could just bolt the plate right to it and pretty much get it all depending on if. Usually, I, we usually end up to take welding everything, but with like a short cap on it, you know, you can usually just weld the whole damn thing up with the transplate on it
0: still.
2: So. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, man. So much easier to get to everything you have to get to with the motor not sitting in there. And since you're not cutting that front hoop at all, it's actually it looks pretty straightforward. Do they give you slugs yeah. on top rails or are those just welded direct to the frame?
4: Uh, no, they're, they, they send you slugs with that kit. Like with the okay. V-twin ones, I'm pretty, they got them like machined into like the actual tubing down the okay. bottom, but then on the top, It's just that miter cut, and then you slip them into, like, that original, uh, like, casting that, like, tees over. Yep. And actually, you know, like, yeah, that bracing that goes across on the casting.
2: Yeah, because I saw the one you had with the the cast axle plates, and then I had found the Fab Kevin one that was for the shovel. But that one's weird. That one almost just, like, you put it around the tube of the backbone. Like, it, it gets welded to the sides of the tube. It's... Yeah not as clean as this one um, probably works better on a shovel because it, it doesn't have that triangle that the, that the soft tail has. But this one you found with the road six for the soft tail, just such a clean setup.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
4: was going to say, cause the way that butts in, cause they got that like weird, like flat triangle. That's all plated out. That's all it's, it's fucking weird as shit. Like all that soft tail stuff where, where they got, place yeah, and cutting shit cutting
2: that out would be a nightmare that always reminds me when people you ever seen that show forged in fire yeah when they have to cut the damascus cylinder open after they put in the forge and it just looks like a yeah, tab- you see all shit and you're just like oh they're just there with the grinder for hours trying to cut it open that's what i think of when people talk about like cutting out <laughs> a section that's gusseted i'm like fuck dude that's gonna suck. <laughs> Like layers
4: of
0: shit <laughs>
2: yeah just going everywhere and then you just with a hammer just bashing it off and i'm like fuck this dude whatever plugs into the back of it i'm gonna use that
4: yeah that's why. i mean you can adjust a little bit too like if you wanted to leave a little bit more of that tubing which actually i think i might have done that on the last one we did so instead of cutting like right at that plate i left like a little bit of tubing and then i I think i trimmed like a half inch or something off the tubing of the hardtail section that we were putting on
2: Say that part again? What, why did you have to leave the tubing?
4: Oh, just so like, well, when you were welding in, so you're not welding, like, with the layers of plates and shit on the tubing.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so it's you leave like, so the, the left, cut like, on uh, and take it off yeah, the hard so
4: like, Yeah. Just to, yeah, to give, like, a little bit of room there so you're not trying to clean up and weld through layers of shit because you're never going to get that paint out of that in between that section there or whatever else is mixed in yeah. there
2: no that's true and like you said you're you're taking these things and if i do this in the future too, i'm going to be taking it and the tiniest little bit of paint will just destroy
4: oh yeah it just just fucking blows up in your face as like ah, what the fuck
2: yeah you get that big, that up. mountain after you stop welding yeah. it, it puffs up and you're like fuck dude this is never going it's away like, Fuck,
3: now i gotta yeah i gotta grind this fucking out so oh, i was gonna ask are you, you chopping yours
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> <Fuck yeah. laughs> fuck yeah. now that i know that this is an option a hundred percent i didn't think that any uh any kit would would fit cl- anywhere close to this good and if all it takes is a uh, moving one of those trans mounts then one thousand percent this thing's getting hard tailed
3: yeah when jo- josh like when you had messaged him he was just like yeah he's asking about a soft tail i was like fuck yeah
2: <laughs>
3: <It's awesome.
4: laughs> you got to get rick
2: on board now too oh yeah Exactly. We got to get all the soft, all the soft tail guys. I feel like this is going to make the, uh, the rounds and a well, lot of people was, are going to chop it yeah, up. this
4: was funny. Cause no one wants them. They're, just, they're, you know, they're almost like the new sports or it's like, you can go out and get one for like three grand. You know, no one. You're like, oh, who the hell wants that old man bike? Yeah,
3: like, exactly. Well, new
4: choppers. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Josh were, like, literally... tooling
3: around with the idea of just getting rid of our shovel heads and just being, are we going big twin Evo choppers?
2: Let's make of, this like, the new thing. It's like... 2022 is the year of the soft tail, boys. Yeah. The hard-tailed soft tail Evo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the rigid soft tail. Big soft tails hard again. <laughs>
2: oh, dude, there's a T-shirt right there, <laughs> if I ever heard one. <laughs> Make soft tails hard again.
3: <laughs>
2: I love it. But yeah, it was, it's definitely, it's a cool setup, but you know, what's funny about that, you say like the, the soft tails, nobody wanted them. That really is a part of it because nobody markets a kit that is for soft tail. Everyone says, you know, this is for shovel and it's like, you can make it yeah. work for a soft tail, but nobody sells a commercial kit. And I, I have to feel like that's part of the reason chopper guys don't go for it because they figure there they we go. That's it.
4: Uptown's coming out. We're just going to buy a few of those hard <laughs>
2: tails and call. Them yeah. Them. Right.
3: <laughs> just mark sell out the, the box and sell it. Calling the copywriter right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the <it>. trademark.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a shame we recorded this on a Thursday. Cause you guys got to get the patent done by tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's, dude, it came out, it came out fucking perfect. And it also lets you get the, in, I have mine has a jockey shift on it. And I'm looking at this picture you've got posted of just the trans sitting on the trans plate and everything else is removed. And that's really something I also have to do, because if you see that arm that comes up off the, the shifter, pole there, there's no good way to get that off with the um, the primary attached. so I had yeah. to actually weld my shifter to that thing, but it would be much cleaner to cut that thing off and weld the knob, or excuse me, weld the rod like onto the base of that thing. So when I have this apart for the hardtail, I'll probably cut that whole arm off and do it again uh, in a cleaner way.
4: Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I mean, uh... I guess yeah, you're kind of limited to though, if you wanted to run like an open primary, because there's, unless you start cutting the transmission up, but on those like five speed transmissions, they got that. It's basically all like cast in like that big, ugly ass side plate. Like for the
2: starter motor and all that shit to go there. But oh, if you run that close,
4: yeah, if, like, if you run the close primary on it, you know, you never even know.
2: Yeah, so if you wanted to run an open primary on there, does it, does it look weird as fuck? Is that what you're saying? I've never seen anybody run.
0: Yeah, with that.
4: well, yeah. Like, unless you, I guess, put like a like a rotary top or a you know ratchet top transmission in there and ran it with that.
2: Because what but, would you, you see? Like, you see this like this big ass plate that's that's behind the the pulley. Yeah, I like, mean, if you've know? seen
4: every, like, you've seen just that transmission, it's got like that basically like flat slided plate that goes right up the you know final drive side.
2: Yeah, it's got yes. the
4: big hole for the starter motor and all that shit. It's basically just all cast aluminum.
2: Oh, so that doesn't go away if you're doing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've never uh, opened the door for that, but I've never tried to cut that off a of transmission. <laughs>
2: but- I, I mean, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, if you could cut it off, I guess if you're not running the starter motor, because I do have a kicker on my on my Softail transmission. Um, and if I could get it to kick reliably, you might not need that part, especially if it was open.
4: Yeah. You just do away with it all.
2: That'd be. Yeah. I actually spot. just,
4: I just saw those like about a year ago. It was like, they make kicker kits for basically everything now.
2: Yeah. Even three, like
4: even like Jesus fucking Christ.
2: Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of neat. It, well, it's super easy. I think it's more expensive for the sports or it's like a grand, but for the. Yeah for the uh, Evo was like 300 bucks mm-hmm. because it's, it's yeah. own separate transmission. Maybe that makes it easier for whoever's making the kit and you don't have to open the motor up. It was like, but they don't yeah, you just take that on one
4: side cover and basically bolted on the new shit and you're good to go.
2: Almost good to go. I'll throw this out as another reminder for anybody listening to this who didn't listen to the one where I talked about the complete <laughs> show that was the process, but what they don't tell you with that kicker kit is that, it makes the entire distance between your clutch plates and where your <clears> clutch <throat> is pulling, it makes it a little bit longer and they don't give you a push rod. So you just, yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you got to add a rod or
4: you got to just make a whole new rod.
2: Right. And I end up having to make a new rod, but for the longest time I thought the fucking clutch was stuck because I was ripping <laughs> the end of my clutch cable off because it wouldn't fucking pull. And I was pulling it so hard and I would rip the ferrule off the clutch cable and I did that twice. And then I was like, okay, look, there's gotta be something else. So if you buy that kit, whoever's listening to this, don't destroy two clutch cables. <laughs> just put a longer push rod. You can make it yourself. And you're good to yeah, go. I,
4: forget. I, I can't remember what the hell. It might've been like a custom Chrome kit. The last one I just put on a five speed for a customer. I, fi- I found in the directions, it's like super fine print on like a, side notes like on a, one of the pages where it was for different models you have to add in like a, you know they give you a measurement like oh we well, got to add in this length rod for that gear or make and all that but i did find that the, the directions but they don't put it right out there
2: yeah dude it was it, i couldn't have found, i couldn't <coughs> find it anywhere i heard that they made one but they didn't um <clears throat> and you know what was funny is they said hey if you're running it on a five speed you need this spacer inside the uh, behind the kicker gear to take up some extra space and i'm like you know what would have been a great thing to include in the instructions is also you need to put a fucking spacer in the push rod because they they or, remember like this fucking space. kit that costs 300 bucks just send an extra piece of fucking five
4: six you know, round bar
2: with it yeah yeah, yeah. It's not expensive at all. I went to Home Depot and for five bucks, I got like a piece yep. of rod enough to make four of these things. And I'm like, you couldn't throw that in <laughs> with the goddamn kit. <laughs> Come on. But she works now and yeah, it's easy enough to add, but let's Before talk about right some on. of these other builds you guys are doing. Cause you got a ton of bikes that you've posted up on here. I, I could pick one or you guys tell me what's, what's been one of your favorite ones to work on. And take us through some of the things that you did on it.
4: Uh, well, I mean, we, uh, I don't even know how many we're up to, but we did a lot of Evo Sports choppers. But I, I mean, I think one of the favorite ones so far is it's like for a close buddy that we're doing this, uh, it was an 81 cone shovel. Mm-hmm. And um, basically took like one of the shovel head uh, sections, you know, that that was basically just in the scrap pile from hardtail someone else's bike and basically just took like just the center post and cut that up and then basically built a frame around that
3: for that, I, I don't know
2: if we, can we post any pictures of Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying uh, to a picture of the one you're talking about while we're talking <laughs> We've had it in the
3: story. You haven't posted much yet, all right.
4: but. But uh, all right, well, we'll post a picture of that bike, I guess when we get done here, but uh yeah. I don't know. That's the one I'm I'm liking so far. We basically built, you know, a frame around like one little original Harley part of a frame. And it's got like, a, I can't remember. I think it's a 14 over Springer on it. So went up and out like eight inches. And I don't think I went out a little bit. I think I just kicked the head tube angle out a little bit. But and it, it looks pretty cool and that's so far one of my favorite that we've done. So he's give, almost giving us just free range on doing some, I guess it's kind of going on the crazy side of things that we're used to.
3: Josh is super fucking humble. This is like his first <laughs> like full frame and it looks awesome. It's, it's pretty fucking uh, yeah, like, good. Next
4: time around, I'll change the <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: Yeah. What was it like? We're, we're, we're building it for our buddy, Ed, who you guys might've met at Deadbeat. He had that like crazy uh, yeah, black yeah. and gold uh, sports there um big big dude long haired, really fucking sweet guy but uh his he, he built this you know sports there and then now he's like boy i want a big twin and now we're just kind of building him like the biggest chopper possible <laughs> so it's so something that like when when me and josh sit on it it looks like a <clears throat> massive bike and then you know ed comes along and he sits on it and, and it just yeah, it looks like it looks like a completely normal bike
2: <laughs> damn it this guy like, was you know, on a sporty before
3: <laughs> yeah well what, what'd you do you made it like two inches long you stretched it like two inches right to make him like, to have
4: him fit on it? No, I think yeah, like it had like a four inch stretch on it. And, Not four, okay. But I mean, what? Nothing crazy, like nothing on the head tube or anything. Like you know, nothing crazy like that, but he put a what eight over front end on it. Yeah. But I don't know, like the way that, that he put like an old style like king queen on it, so the seat is real far back. So it was like that. I think that makes it also look just look a little water, but. I mean, all will set it down with the fucking risers and the like 12 inch apes on it. It's, it's set up pretty big for the normal size guy, but yeah. when he gets on it, still just looks like a normal, you know, tiny little bike.
3: He's turned, since you were talking about Instagram handles earlier, he's turned Ferguson on Instagram. So you'll go find Oh, him. I know
2: who this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, w- once I hear the handle, we were just talking in the intro. <laughs> I you were like,
4: oh, we know these motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like my buddy Edward like i don't know edward <laughs> but i do know turd ferguson
4: <laughs> never met an Ed Weenie, but yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not this uh this one you've got with the king and queen in the white tank in the high apes with the risers big extended front. No, uh, with what the springer no this one has a uh looks like a six to an eight over it's like five posts back on your page here it's a it's a cone shovel the pipes go straight back it's got a um where is it here it's got the cast axle plates like we were talking about big tall sissy bar that's bent back at the tip white tank narrow glide front end spooly front wheel any of this sounded familiar? Is it this one? Because I know you mentioned it's set up pretty big, and this is another <laughs> bike that looks pretty big and it, and also is a cone shovel.
3: No, nah, it wouldn't be because we literally just did all this stuff, this work on, on Ed's bike recently. Oh, okay, we'll yeah. yeah. Greased is down. just
1: on the wrong Instagram page.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah well, on definitely the- hold what the
4: hell?
2: This one was from back in August, but it doesn't oh doesn't Oh, uh, no, no,
4: not Martin. that one. No, not that one. Who's that for? Um actually well we just did another we just put a rigid section on for this guy. But I guess he sold this. Some guy in Japan bought it. Oh no shit. Yeah, oh, that no, shovel no. you're
3: looking at Greece is in Japan, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That's my favorite um, Japanese shovel. <laughs> That's my favorite Japanese shovel. <laughs> now, I guess we
3: should do a kind of an update post on
2: this.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, we'll put a post up of this one. Since I started working here, I kind but of been like doing a lot of the Instagram stuff, just because uh, Josh is always just so busy with a lot of other things, and Andy not being. You're good, doing so. the Instagram stuff lately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me.
1: You quit Instagram
3: every week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm back, baby. <laughs>
2: he's
1: back. I'm back when him. it makes
3: me money. That's it. The- <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me
1: hit Dan up real quick. Oh, never mind, he's not on Instagram anymore.
3: <laughs> you have my phone number, ding dong.
1: <laughs> yeah i know
3: anyway by the way while well, i got you uh congratulations on selling that show
1: thanks man i appreciate it
3: yeah
1: hey that thing's going to california bro
3: cool yeah yeah we heard we were listening oh, i to want you. to go to california yeah we all want to go <laughs> yeah oh. well, well you guys were talking about that <laughs> me and josh were just looking at each other like so we turn uptown metalworks into downtown california metalworks <laughs>
2: Oh, Get this is, this one you just sent. Right, no, so cool I, I just sent you a Clinger. picture
3: of the
4: bike, but we'll we'll put a post. We'll make a post after this. Oh,
2: dude, this thing is fucking sick. So you got it's the frame is up and out. You got like an alien tank on here. It looks like. You know I'm a big fan of the fucking teardrop air cleaners. <laughs> I know people talk shit about these <laughs> all the time.
4: Oh, I fucking hate them. Do you? Yeah, they fucking just. No matter where, I guess. Well, I guess if you're running mids, I'd probably be all right with it. But I've always, I've always had forward controls, and it just always hits the inside of your knee.
2: You must have some. Yeah, some- fuck
1: those things,
4: dude. <laughs> fucking bang your knee on it every time you're out riding. It's like fuck.
2: I got the so floorboard, all kinds of room for really my feet. <laughs> What's the Springer situation on this one? How tall is that bad boy?
4: Uh, I think it was like twelve or fourteen over.
2: Yeah. that actually
4: found a, uh, He found it at like a local uh like cycle place that's about like an hour away from local us. Target. They got a lot of old like vintage Harwood parts and other shit there they still.
2: Oh, I dig it, man. And so that you got probably it looks like fourteen inches between the top of the motor and like where the neck actually meets that springer. That's a nice, some nice empty space in there. I love it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're eventually, we're going to put a little bit of a gusset in there, but, but yeah, there'll still be some big open space right there.
2: Yeah, yeah it always makes negative. it look fucking killer to just have that negative yeah. space somewhere in the frame. We always oh, it it, makes, it, yeah, it makes
4: it look way bigger than it really is, too.
2: Right. and But you said the guy who's riding this thing is a big dude, too, so I'm sure that he, it'll look yeah, more proportional with him. On it.
3: At least. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a big fucking
2: dude. Yeah. So that's the perfect thing for it is, um, is w- let's talk for a second about making the frame because a lot of people have done hardtail sections. We, we know how that goes. We've talked about that on the show a couple of times, but what's the process like? And it sounds like this was your first one. So how did it all go and how did you figure it all out?
4: Well, I mean, uh, well, we got a frame jig, so it was, it was still a little weird, just going off like how the those old Harley, like big twin, like the like if you go like it's not just like a normal one where you got your center line. It's weird they have like the the left side of the frame is like offset, different, like centered of like the motor and the trans. It's, which we figured out why. Yeah, <laughs> which is basically I guess at the end of the day ends up being just for chain clearance on that rear leg.
2: Oh, but, really? Okay, so the motor actually sits. Like, I'm it's centered,
3: bit. but then, like, the rear section of the frame, like, the-, the left side, like, kicks out and then comes back in. And, like, from an outside perspective, it looks stupid. But then, but then when, when you, you start had- to bolt everything up and line up the chain with the trans and everything, it like, yeah, we had to kick it out and bend it back in. You're like, oh, this is exactly yeah, how it yeah, is. Exactly we how,
4: like we had to do, like, a three-quarter offset on that yeah. rear leg just to get a little bit of chain clearance.
2: It's funny you mention that because I was just doing somebody's XS650. And he had an he had a sissy bar he took off of a of, of a Harley and I was like oh this sissy bar is made all fucking weird because it wasn't even <laughs> the
4: one side's longer than the other yeah
2: looks. one side's wider than the other and I was like oh who fucking made this thing it must have been fucking blind and now you're like oh actually <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing and it's just because you have to give the chain clear. Like, oh yeah
4: it's like oh yeah it came off like an older style
1: uh, shovel frame. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, uh, so that's that's interesting because and you have it in the jig. I'm curious, where do you start when you're doing something like this? Like, are you beginning? Well, with, so,
4: well that, yeah. Well, with this one, so basically took like a rear, you know, uh, basically, you know, uh, soft tail section of the you know shovel head frame. Basically, cut out all the shit that was basically left over from uh, chopping a original shovel frame. Mm-hmm. So it basically just started with the seat post. So it had the, the top casting and then, you know, the seat post. So, so it had the um, front rear, like on the front of that seat post had the rear, front, rear motor mount and then it had the front of the transmission mounts still on there. And then that piece that went across that basically was like coped for the bottom legs of the frame. Yep. So that's basically, that. so it started there. Cut all that crap out, basically just had the center post. So you put that in the jig, and then since he went and picked up the Springer, we knew, like, you know, where he wanted that and what he wanted it to look like. So put the neck where it needed to be, and then just started connecting the dots.
2: And you had to make the rear section of it, right? Because you're saying you started with just, essentially, just the seat post in the center, but there weren't axle plates in the picture, right? No.
4: So like the axle plates were they're uh TC bros, but everything else is just some tubing we picked up and bent it and started connecting the dots. So it's so like, yeah, the down tube, the top tube, rear legs, uh the rear of the trans mounts, the front motor mount, you know, all that we made here.
2: Dude, that's incredible to start from the middle. That's like the last place I would ever think that it would start. Because you'd think you'd be like, okay, I'll start it either with the back. Axle plates where the axle goes, or I'd start with the neck where that goes into the jig. But I'm assuming your jig has something where you can lock that middle down to build off of that.
4: Yeah, it was actually. Well, we had probably make something a little bit better, but since that was the first one I ever did like that, actually, you just kind of had to like whip up <laughs> some jigs to actually mount that center section in. That's rad, like it In place, just you know, because usually, I mean, yeah, obviously any frame jigs got the rear part where you throw in your actual plates, but it was, yeah. So it's had to like make something to like clamp in the actual center post since we were using that. So we put that there and then measured off, put set the head tube where it needed to be and then put the actual plates where we wanted them and then just started cutting and bending tubing.
2: That's super cool, dude. So did you build the whole thing before the, <coughs> the chain clearance portion became part of the equipment? Yeah. Yeah, because when I was putting it
4: together, I'm sitting there looking at, like, an original frame, and I'm like, ah, fuck it, we don't need that. I'm like, and I don't do, you know, it's like any other frame we do. It's like, it's just usually centered, special on the fucking rear legs, man. So it's like, two, three weeks ago, we're sitting there, you know, mocking everything up, and we're like, what the fuck's going on here? This
3: chain looks awful close. This
4: chain's going (laughs) to definitely start smacking if it, like, you know, comes loose or anything. Right. So I mean, yeah. So we had to get a little sketchy with that one. So we like, you know, heated it up and then bent it out, and then went down a few inches, heated it up, and then pulled it back in to where we had it.
3: Put That's a little crap. offset in it, but it's like the first time I've ever seen anything like that, and it was remarkably like. But I'm like pretty but, cool, like yeah, simple, like simple how to how to fix it, but. But also, it yeah, well. sometimes like being it looks stubborn, like-, like ah, fuck it, you know, we don't need that. Exactly yeah, I guess you like, do need that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it looks exactly like a. Like a stock, RG. but actually,
4: yeah, the heating it up and bending. I thought we going to cut the fucking frame apart again, but heating yeah. it up and bending out it actually looks like we meant to do it.
2: Damn, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. to have to draw a picture of that side at some point because I'm now I'm so curious to see what the what the exactly where that bend is and what it looks like because. Yeah, well, we'll, put, uh, right, we'll put that um, in
4: the pictures that we post after this.
2: Awesome, awesome! Yeah, because people will. With this much discussion about it, people are going to be like, "Let me see that motherfucking bend."
3: What, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me see what you guys fucked up. Yeah, like when you yeah. start to because we were we were staring at it and we we got a couple old. Our, our buddy Nick, like, is on this kick of like putting together old, like almost like stock shovel heads. So yeah, so more like period correct choppers. Yeah, so he's got like a, we got a bunch of like stock hardtail frames around here. So when we were fucking with the chain clearance. I was like, "What is?" He was telling me about like the little bends in these frames, and I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about because I never, you don't notice it when you're not looking at it. Like, you could go to 15 chopper shows and stare at the rear section of a frame and never notice these bends. And then when you start to fab it up, you're like, looking, like, oh fuck, that is right there. Like, why is yeah, why is this frame kicked out only four inches and then cuts back in and cuts back out? And we looked at this frame and I was like, oh, maybe we do have to put this in. It's probably for chain clearance. And the second we did it, like everything just lined up perfectly, even the fucking rear." tire like centered itself after we did that too Just kind of cool. yeah because it like
4: yeah it was holding the tire like a you know, uh, centered you know off center what like half inch or mm-hmm. so from like that backbone and we we're like huh well something's fucked up
2: <laughs> yeah it's all these all these little <laughs> things you know that you just don't think about until you're sitting it in there and trying to understand why it doesn't line up but, uh, so this one's gonna have apes on on top of it too.
4: Uh, no, we're he's talking about we're gonna make him probably like a set of not like crazy pullback rabbits, something like more of like a you know, kind of a easier to handle style like rabbit. Yeah, so it'd be like a rabbit riser with style.
2: Just nice. With
4: those up out of stainless and something to accommodate wings. But nice
2: stainless sissy bar on there, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I dig that man. Seat looks like it's going to have just the right shape, too. What'd you guys want for a fender on this one?
4: Uh, it started out as like a five inch wide trailer fender, but we ended up shortening it, cut it down to about like what four and a quarter. Yeah, we did four
3: and a quarter. So right.
4: basically, really like hug that width of the tire because he's running at 18. What was it like a four or four, two five on the yeah. back? So it's, he's going for like a you know nice tall,
3: long, slim. He looks like a tall lane splitter, but it's fucking—it's yeah. the biggest dude ever. So <laughs> his, his shoulders are going to be knocking mirrors off. Before
4: like, <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's going to look like a telephone pole until he sits on it. Yeah. like oh, that's like a fucking massive pine <laughs> tree now.
2: Right. I love the eighteen on the back. You never see that. It's it's nice uh, change of pace.
4: Uh, I like it. It slims everything up in a good bit.
2: Where'd you get that wheel? Is that a, is that a Harley wheel or is that an aftermarket?
4: Um, oh, it's a what? TC Bros. Right? Yeah, I think it's a motor iron from like TC Bros. They uh, like they list it as a scrambler, type. Sportster scrambler wheel. So it's like made and designed like with the wheel spacing to fit up to a uh, I guess what. All the way up to a 99, like sports
2: Yep, yeah, it looks perfect on there, man. It's got just the right, uh, just the right height to where I feel like it matches better with the front.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say, it keeps everything kind of balanced out because he's, yeah, he's got like a 21 on the front, just like the tire width and everything, like basically match front to back. It's looks pretty, pretty slick.
2: Yeah, the measurements seem like what you did with the up and out and the rake and all that. You managed to get all the height of that Springer, but keep the bottom rails parallel.
4: Yeah, that's what he's going for. you kind of a nice, manageable, like, comfortable, like, ride height and, you know, still be able to get into some twisties without scraping everything. But then also, yeah, basically go up and out with that, like, 14-over Springer and still basically look like a stock rake.
2: Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. I dig it.
4: Which, I mean, I do I like this style like long bike, other than just, you know, keeping instead of going not out and up. And just people just kick out the rake like all the way to fucking like twenty degrees.
2: Right, exactly. No, that's I can't wait to see that one. You definitely gotta throw some pictures up for the people because people are gonna wanna see that bike as it comes together. That thing is looking all
4: right, Dan, that's soon, soon we get off of here, you're know, go, <laughs> go back yeah, to work. The, the
2: Instagram guy. That's right.
4: <laughs> I I'm terrible at social media. I've always been that way. But I'm I'm also, you know, usually terrible at talking too, so are you
2: doing a fine job? Chalk on this one down,
4: chalk, this, you know, chalk this one up is the worst interview ever. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great, man. I'm telling you, people love hearing all about the details of what goes into this stuff, especially because a lot of people listening to this are struggling their way through the same shit. And hearing from you guys who have been through it multiple times on multiple builds, it's exactly what people are going to want to hear about. You got a lot of sporties in here. And I'm struggling to pick one to dive yeah, deep no. on. Is there one that's your favorite? That eh, that's man, I mean,
4: uh, not really. I mean, like, I had a question. I, I, I look at those about all about the same. A lot of them. I mean, I usually just tend to tell you know customers to either go towards the like TC Bros because everything. I mean, I'll give it to them. Like they got their shit figured out and. Like with their oil tanks, their fenders, part everything goes together so easy. And, you know, it's like you don't have to worry about like anything fitting up or any issues. Right. It almost makes, like brain. if I'm, you know, doing this is like that's almost starting to turn into like bread and butter for us. <laughs> so it's like you do two of those and it's like, a hell, you can almost do them blindfolded now and everything just fits up. And it's
2: almost yeah, like, yeah, it's got to make your life so much in easier <laughs> instead of fighting through. Uh... Yeah frames that aren't bent, yeah, bent instead
4: of, yeah, yeah, out and trying to do something different now you're like motherfucking everything like what the fuck
2: <laughs> lock what were you saying
1: no i was just gonna ask so like at this point with the business is, is your moneymaker doing these custom bikes or is it doing like oddball shit like the railings and fucking whatever else comes in the door
4: I mean, i'd still say like the railings and that kind of shit is like money makers because uh, at the end of the day i still we still sit here and like, you know, try to not charge full rate for like any of the chopper stuff because we have. I mean, half, I mean I, I'm, I'm still the same way when it comes to buying motorcycle stuff or doing stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. If I can cut people brakes here and there and that kind of shit, you know, it's, it's a lot. Like a lot of people that want to build a chopper don't usually have fucking thousands of dollars sitting around.
0: It ends right. Up being,
4: you know, it ends up being a little bit of a little bit of like a gold mine. But so it's like I don't know, keep, now, do keep, you it guys keep like as long maintenance as I got the bills paid do? and a little bit of money in my pocket, so I'm not sitting here. I'm never gonna be a millionaire.
1: But right, are you guys doing maintenance well, and shit, or are you just doing like strictly fab shit?
4: Uh, squeeze in maintenance shit here and there. It's not it's not lined up, you know, all year round. But I mean, definitely all the ones that that we build and all that we will service and maintenance, but.
0: That, right. other
4: than that and there's a decent amount of like stock bikes and stuff that a lot of places won't touch, like the older Hondas and shit like that. That you know, it's hard just around here because there's not that many shops that will even service like older bikes.
1: Right. Like, you know, yeah, like, it's around like, here too. Like you can't even, even if you have like a 2000 Sportster that Harley, won't even yeah, touch around I mean,
4: here. Even like a Sportster that's like 10, 15 years old, it's like you can't even go to Harley and get them serviced. They won't touch them.
1: Right. So, so
4: yeah, I mean, some of that shit, which I still have to look into. I don't know if, like, do you do you know, like, do you need special insurance and shit like that to actually have like a shop like that
1: for like maintenance and shit?
4: Yeah, I don't because I mean because I'm I'm always set shit up as basically just like a weld shop, so it's like my insurance and all that. I mean, I don't know if yeah, yeah, I mean you have, have, have you especially. have
1: like garage keeper insurance and shit, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I would think that that's all you need.
2: I think so anything I mean, else would know. only come if you were putting on, like, DOT stickers. Like, if you're doing inspections, you'd probably have to have... Yeah, like,
4: special license
1: some, and all that yeah, shit.
2: Some sort of extra license. Well, yeah, you have to
1: be licensed to do inspection stickers and shit, but I think Garage Keeper just, like, will cover all, of like, that maintenance and storage bullshit. Okay. But one tip I'll say, dude, is, like, if you guys got a local Harley dealership, go drop some business cards off because they will 100% have those dudes with the older bikes go get shit done at your place because yeah. they don't want to fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah. They
4: don't, yeah, don't want to touch it. Fucking go to this guy.
2: They see a carburetor.
1: But it's like, dude, I, if, you whoa, get, if you can get like fucking just like a clutch job in a sports end, it's fucking tit. You know what I mean? You make decent money yeah. off of it. That's one thing I learned when I had the shop with fat man, all I ever wanted to do was fabrication and he showed me very fast that the money is not in fabrication cuz it takes you fucking 6 no, months to build mean, a yeah. bike you know. What I mean? Yeah. And like, like he can bang I, out fucking I, I, 700 clutch jobs and oil changes in 6 months and fucking make 10 times more money. You know what
4: I mean? Oh, I know that's I mean that's I mean I've, we've already realized that it's like you know these longer full-time builds and all that it's like time, ty- like you, know, you spend a month or two working on one. And it's like, oh, cool. Well, you know, maybe we made two grand off of it, all said and done. But it's like the the couple brake jobs or a couple oil changes you do per week. It's like that's what's
1: giving you quick money and keeping the lights on. Hundred percent, The way that I look at it is like, so if you're building bikes, um, I look at that as like that's your advertisement, right? But yeah. all of your money is going to come from. Uh, so, yeah, you whip all off like that one is-
4: handrail a month and a couple brake jobs and some oil changes. And that's basically right. where, yeah, you're getting your profit and shit from. Yeah.
2: But- that's definitely true. Yeah, the, the maintenance part is is big. But like you said, the maintenance is also it seems like that door is just so wide open with the fact that the, the biggest player in the game decided that they're just not going to do those bikes anymore.
1: But here's the thing, though, dude, is, like, when you're a fab guy, fucking doing maintenance is, like, watching somebody else fuck your wife. Like, it's,
0: it's, it's <laughs> fucking <bullshit.
1: laughs> Like, dude, I fucking hate it, dude. That's why, and that is why like, well,
4: I don't have a motorcycle, yeah, motorcycle yeah, yeah. shop Stay, anymore. I mean, that's the tough part. It's, like, staying motivated to, like, even get through. Like, like well, fuck, I just drained all the fluids out of this thing. i got to do the brakes it's like fuck yeah and that's why i don't have
1: a motorcycle
2: (laughs) yeah it's definitely uh i don't even want to do some of those things on my own bike let alone somebody else's bike yep i don't do those on my bike (laughs) you're like
3: how long we're (laughs) up
2: yeah
3: no you you can't i mean i keep reminding josh like sometimes because we we, i'm like what do we got on deck for next week and he tells me all these fab jobs i was like just get some fucking Regular regular spray me year. a fucking I was like, oil change I was like, you I can to stay fix... back the welder i fucking get all greasy up front. i don't do shit like just make it work
2: like is there anything i can weld during this oil change Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This oil plugs all
3: fucked up we to, you know tap that uh, fucking shut See, yeah, i say that it, you know. I, say, I say i'll do the maintenance on all the bikes and then we're literally working on this like, like 08 boulevard fucking all i needed was a stator and i was like all right cool let's change out the stator we order it from oh, ebay God. They sent us a, a bum stator, so now like wait and go to go to return it. They're only giving us like fifty percent return. It's like motherfucker! It's costing us money
4: to work on this yeah. pile of shit. You know?
2: that's yeah, it's fucking wild. do yeah, you know, that kind of shit? I how hate how it, big but... of a pain in the ass is it to get to the stator on a Suzuki? I can only imagine that it's not
3: easy. I mean, you got to drain the oil for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not funny either.
2: There's more maintenance. Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah good thing you just charged for another well, I'll say, <laughs> <oil>.
1: <laughs> listen There's the cool other fucking game changer thing too is like when you have a shop if you can like when you're at swap meets and shit and you find like those guys that just have cardboard boxes full of gaskets fucking buy them and like when you can get oil filters in bulk buy them because like if you can be that guy that has shovel head head gaskets or fucking rocker box fucking gaskets for an evo you know what i mean and these guys don't have to wait or pay double the price at harley dude parts and maintenance is where you make all of your fucking money yeah
4: that's yeah. uh it's still funny it's like a i got like boxes like i got a whole box just full of like rear axles and, you know random shit like that <laughs> it's like you know why i had a guy like come in like a couple months ago it's like hey, you got a you know axle for this by chance he sees me pull this box out and goes how fucking long you been doing this? Just <laughs> because I got like fucking seventy axles in a box, so that was like, hey, you pick that shit up, like fucking, you know, to cost thirty bucks to get fucking twenty axles and fucking pick them up.
1: Right. Yeah, that's where it's at, man. Once you get to a spot where you can just start selling parts, it's like you're pretty much just getting free money.
4: <laughs> and then, we did finally just uh, got like an LLC rolling and stuff like that, so. <laughs> just waiting on an EIN number now, but, uh, we're we'll hopefully soon be, you know, like a Western power sports dealer, a V twin dealer and go from there. Oh, yeah. so,
2: I actually just, I was scrolling back through your page here and I seen your frame, Dan.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Josh, uh, Josh is the one that welded my frame.
2: That's um, fucking wild. You know what I figured fun. out? Those
3: are, you, are yeah. your first, right? Yeah. Or when you're first sure. you first charge somebody
4: with, Sorry, yeah, so yeah. If you want to say, like, oh uh, yeah, technically first paying with one of the first paying customers?
3: Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah, asshole. Try what'd you say? I think I, I was expecting, I think I had like 400 bucks in my pocket, like, ready to pay. You're like, yeah, that was 100 bucks. I'm like, fuck you, you're like, right, dude, you just spent <laughs> fucking seven hours working yeah. on that thing. Yeah,
2: do you that's know awesome, what I still... didn't realize is that fucking uh tab you got halfway up the back right leg that that's for that, um, whatever you call that thing that like teardrop but, yeah, the... hit thing
4: yeah i uh, was well, yeah, like the original like toolbox mount
2: yeah so like, i was they're, wondering they're, i thought it was like a brake stay or something and i like went over to your page dan i'm like what is attached to that mount and i seen the little toolkit teardrop thing yeah
4: yeah because you turned what like a toolbox into all your electrical yeah that's
3: where my key and all my fuses and everything are
2: oh shit okay yeah. so you made an electrical yeah. box out of it yeah it's
3: a piece bad. of shit though. I got that at a swabby and I feel like after like two weeks the chrome started flaking off and all that shit. Yeah.
4: So. Well, you know, you use it as a launch box, box now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's just because it's arcing out in there. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
4: fucking electrical, you know, electroplating.
2: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> just moving all that chrome onto onto the rest of the frame. But no, that thing, yeah. I love I I really do dig those um those axle plates though. Especially once they're they're painted up and it, it really just looks like a factory frame. Yeah. How did that get go on? Was that a fair? Was that a fairly easy one? That seems like that one connects all the way up in the front. Well, as you say,
4: yeah, the V twin ones they make them so you can get them like both styles where they either split like the transmission mount or they split like the front motor mount. The ones that split the front motor mounts they usually because they got the center post and all the other shit that comes with it. Like half the time, like those come, I mean, they're coming from China. Yeah. And half the time, it's like, you got to dig out half those welds because they're just full porosity and other shit. I mean, I always make the joke. It's like, right, we we'll are just make all the welds look good. I'm going to throw my helmet in the fucking trash and weld it up, make
2: them look the same. I'm going to convert these welds to American. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, they're other, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you clean all this shit up and all that, I mean, if you're going for like a replica or like an original-looking pan frame, they're great. Definitely. But other than that, I mean, for like the money, it's like I don't because like the for the for the kit that splits the front motor mount, I think they're like almost eight hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, they're like seven fifty these days. I mean,
4: it's not it's not like they're cheap. I mean, that's you know a decent chunk of money, and you're getting it, and half the fucking welds need fixed, and I just think that's kind of bullshit. Plus, you're also at seven.
2: At seven to eight hundred bucks, you're you're kind of approaching, um, like crap you know, frame price.
4: That's what. Yeah, I mean, like you can like if you throw another few hundred bucks in there, you can just order a Paco frame, and you know the quality would be a little bit better than what you're getting from them.
2: Right, and and with the with the only downside there being that like you might have to change the way you register it, but like honestly, who's gonna fucking check anyway? I'm fucking not even change the registration <laughs> just fucking
4: go i mean i mean honestly on mine i mean i got i basically have two you know legal shovel frames Cause it's like i put numbers in the frame i have and you know cause anyone that's looking but i mean if you have a panhead and all that i mean it, all the numbers go right to the motor anyways but like on the on my shovel it's a 76 so if i do ever get pulled over like from a Sadie or anything that they might check that number on the neck but even the handful of times i ever have they never really check it. as long as your paperwork's good and you're legal it's like you don't ever fucking hassle you too much
2: just run those narrowed split tanks so it's like so hard to look that they're like so
4: you can't get in there yeah just, yeah <laughs> the guy just gets pissed off like the fuck out of here
2: the guy's like do you have do you have a fucking ratchet real quick to like pop this tank off no like, <laughs> yeah. nah, sorry i don't
4: <laughs> so i forgot my tools so you don't have to take the you know take half the front end apart to get in there but
2: That would be hysterical to have like a fucking little a little cover that just like went over (laughs) it, like intentionally obscuring the numbers. That might get you impounded, though.
4: (laughs) Yeah, fuck them. I mean, I I thought this was kind of funny, but like for the longest time, I've been running, you know, like a normal horizontal plate, and I had it mounted vertically. And you know, I've been running. I was running that plate like that for probably like four or five years. It was about, like, I think last year, it was almost like one of the first or second rides of the season, get pulled over, and a cop pulls me over. Basically, at the end of the day, he just wanted to, like, look at the bike. But he goes, oh, you do know why I'm pulling you over? And I'm like, I oh, probably because my taillight's out. I don't know. He goes, oh, no, your plate, that's a horizontal plate. You have to buy a vertical plate if you want to run it like that. And I was like, oh, really? When did they start doing that? It's oh, about two, three years ago. I was like, no shit.
2: but. Wait a minute. So you're saying that you have to I don't know. I don't
4: train? know if that's just a PA thing or not, but so it's like you know, like the normal license plate, I had it mounted vertically and I he pulled me over for that.
1: So now you, Massachusetts will get you for that shit too.
4: Do they do? Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's I mean that might be everywhere then. But I
2: never I, had any problems in New Hampshire with uh them giving a hard time about that, but I think they can if they want to. Like, I'm pretty sure even in New Hampshire, it says that you're not supposed to do that. It's just a question of, like, are they going to pull you over or not? Yeah, I I mean, I was pulled over
4: once, and I was running it like that for years. Half the time, I mean, even now, like, my plate, I haven't tucked so far, like, in, like, behind my primary that, like, even if you're right behind me, like, even favoring the left side, it's like, you could probably not even read it, and I haven't been pulled over.
2: You got a picture of your bike anywhere on this page? There
4: should be, some, it should be on there somewhere.
2: So yeah, the baby blue one with the white seat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: To... You've seen his bike in person.
2: I know, but I can't remember every <laughs> license plate of every bike that I've ever looked at. <laughs>
4: Actually, I don't know if I have any pictures of yeah, like the plate. The
2: plate might not be on it. Yeah, I, if it's on the left-hand side, I don't think you could see it anywhere on here. But I take your word for it. It's
3: somewhere obscure.
2: <laughs> Just can't see it.
3: I've All the pictures people. are from the A side, Grease, not the B side. That's right. There's well, zero B, B
2: side, side? <laughs> There's one that's like approaching B side, but then like the bars are cocked and it's like, no, you still can't see me, bro. <laughs> oh, no, I got it one here. Okay, so he's, uh, you got it the same place that Shovel Sam has it, where it's like wrapped around the back of the primary. Um,
4: yeah, it's like, I mean, it almost acts like there's a shroud like on the wow. back side of the clutch hub
2: yeah dude i am very surprised that they don't give you <laughs> problems for this because i've seen shovel sam had it that way and i'm like i love that positioning because i'm always strapping shit to my sissy bar and then yeah yeah i am always worried that, like yeah i'm gonna end up covering it and i'll get in trouble for that but this is like fucking down there
4: <laughs> that's what i'm always wondering because anytime i ever pass a cop like on my right side i'm like Man, he's gonna like look for the plate and I not see it, and I'm like gonna instantly get pulled over. But nah, I mean like half the city cops around here they don't give a fuck. They got they got other shit to worry about.
2: Yeah, way more important problems than this this license plate here. Yeah, that seat fucking looks killer on that bike though. What a great combination of colors.
4: It's uh, it's dirty as fuck now. <laughs>
2: how they all end up i remember seeing the cover of you guys know uh who todd bluebaugh is he wrote uh oh fuck what the, i think it's too far gone is the name of the book um he has a podcast now too i think the i can't remember the name of the podcast either but i remember Blue, Blue
3: Todd podcast or something like that right
2: yeah yep exactly yeah and uh, that's a good one i bought his book a couple years ago, that too far gone about his like six month stint, like traveling the country on his bike, uh, he like quit his job and just like takes off. And the cover is the bike, and it's got this white solo seat on this bike, like out in the middle of the salt flats. And the in the white seat is like just fucking wrecked, and it's like completely <laughs> stained and everything. And I was like, that like inspired me to, to. I needed to have a white seat on my XS when I was building it after I saw that picture. So. I feel like they look that's better right. beat up. Yeah, that's
4: yeah, I mean that's like how I am. That's shows its age and kind of shows that it's been around a little bit.
2: Yeah, exactly, man. Oh, you got the invaders on that bad boy too. That thing is those are getting fucking tough to find.
4: Yeah, those are real invaders.
3: You pull the hubs this apart, chop
1: a stuff. bob on them all.
2: Yeah,
3: Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm blowing up anybody's spot, but Jerry at Fuel was telling me that I think I – think I, I might be speaking out of line here. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. But I, heard, of, but of, yeah. I think Josh at uh, Steel City is going to be making – teaming up with somebody for making the invaders with somebody else.
2: No? So I can say that he, he won't be anymore um, oh,
3: okay. because
2: of because of some nonsense. Uh, John, He totally could. He has all the skills to do it. And so does Lead sled. And I wish they were still making them.
3: It was we'll Lead talk- sled. That's what it was.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk off air. But yeah, it was definitely. That was super bummed that that, that was not going to come to fruition. But those I, yeah. the, the mock up they did was so fucking sick, dude.
3: We just met. Uh, we just met Josh last night. He came by the shop for the first time.
2: Oh shit! So. Yeah, that's right. Because you guys are all in the same area down there. How far yeah. away we, are you we, from him?
4: Yeah, we're far. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, no, about like.
2: 30, 40 minutes apart. Oh,
3: not you, super crazy! Cool. Yeah, at fuel, I ran into a Dirty Uncle Jerry. And he was just like, "Oh, do you you seen Josh?" And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "My my boss, Josh."
1: Why do you call him that?
3: <laughs>
0: what, what do you mean? What, why else? Are you, what is
3: he gonna call him? He's the Dirty Uncle Jerry. Dirty Uncle Jerry. He's, everybody. he's, he's everybody's dirty. Jerry. Uncle Jerry. He hugs me a little, a little hey, too. He's long. everybody's dirty know. uncle, and I love him. He's the best <laughs> dude ever, and I get to call him that. <laughs> All
0: right? I love it that's fantastic
3: best. i can't call he gets mad when i call him old man so if i just call him uncle it, just gets, it doesn't call him it doesn't show his age too much but
2: you gotta I, call him motherfucker
1: when i heard you calling him uncle when we're out in fucking uh the back row barbecue run i was like why
2: <laughs> why not dude he's, he's
1: like, like you're
3: just like, he's like screaming like, to him you're like uncle Jerry. <laughs> he is i like telling people he's my uncle it's like great because he he's like he's like a I don't know. You know, like a nice aunt. She's like, "Are you guys hungry? You want something?" (laughs) Jerry's like, "Are you guys sober? You want beer?" Like, what's going on? I don't know. Everybody hangs out at his house. He's like the uncle that like lets you drink in his in his fucking like shed or something like that. You know, he's like, "Hey, let me show you something." He pulls out a box of like fucking titty bags and let you try your first course banquet, and you're just like, "All right, I like my Uncle Jerry." It's so what do you know about Mister Daniels? You know, yeah. Hey, you ever meet Jack and Jim?
2: That was very well described. I actually subscribe to this nickname now. I want to start. You visualize it,
3: right? It's easy to visualize, right? He's like he's everybody's favorite uncle. That's it's he's well thought out. Thing.
2: It's not like you just call him that for no reason. After hearing the explanation, I'm like, "Wow, that is like that really is like a very uncleish behavior," and he That's should so be Uncle Jim. Jerry.
3: Exactly, he's my fucking Uncle Jerry. There it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but no. So I so I ran into Jerry at Fuel, and um yeah, he was trying. He was like, "I want you, I want you guys to meet Josh because you guys are in the same city." And fucking Pollock brain me was like, "See Pittsburgh?" I was like, "Oh, Steel City." That fucking makes yeah. sense. Like dumbass. You're like, I see Josh uh, every day. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So. And then uh, I, I couldn't run into him. I, I didn't find him. So um, we had posted. So I posted something on Instagram and took a couple of days for me to see that Josh had like commented on it. He was like, yeah, I want to come by the shop and check it out. And I was like, dude, we're fucking here every day till six at least. So come on by. And uh, he finally came by last night. And we were shooting the shit. And we're actually probably going to be collaborating on something soon. We're not 100% sure yet, but probably do something, maybe do a giveaway and then I don't know, figure something yeah. out.
4: Giveaway so, raffle or something. Yeah. Cool yeah, to do something
3: for, you know, 412, fucking Pittsburgh area. So it's cool that he's so close. And the, yeah. he, we want to go check out his shop, too. It's, it's, his setup's insane. He was showing us pictures and stuff. And I was like, damn, dude, you do this every-. he's fucking – he said he was out there, like, every night. Yeah. He's got three kids after work. I'm like, "Yeah, he's like, you're an you're animal.
4: <laughs> you're busy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So hopefully, you know, all that stuff goes good because, I mean, he's already – trying to like brainstorm on some like product lines and stuff so
3: yeah yeah we literally talked to the guy for like an hour and by the time I got home last night he was like texting me he was like how about we do this and how about we do that And we're like we're in man yeah, <laughs> just like fun. let's figure it out But dude that's so awesome that like people we
2: were talking about this I can't remember which episode <clears throat> but a couple episodes back we we're just talking about people we know meet like running into each other in that way not that you guys wouldn't have met each other outside of the show because I mean the community is small but it's just so cool because that's like a person we talk to all the time and then we talk to you guys and I didn't even realize you were near each other and then you're hearing that these people are linking up and it's like it's just so cool to see everybody getting together like that and making the community even closer
3: yeah yeah it's really cool the, that's like the best thing I've, I've loved about the chopper scene in general it's just like you know as long as you your ego's in check like you can pretty much make friends with everybody and everywhere you know? i will like, say
4: yeah i mean even- uh a big driving force especially here in the last couple of years is uh you know pittsburgh moto especially with like the whole custom motorcycle culture here in pittsburgh picking up i mean they're they're also i think i feel like a big driving force you know so they put on glory days and shit but I mean, when they first came around, it it almost seems like more and more people are coming out of the woodwork of, you know, that are into all the custom customization of motorcycles and shit. And almost like allowing us to link up like, oh, well, this guy's only this guy's been 20 minutes away from me for all these years. And we're both into the same shit, but we never fucking run into each other.
2: Yeah. Isn't that interesting how like you can be that close and not know? Yeah. Never
4: even know. Like,
2: I'll pass occasionally somebody on the highway on a chopper and I'm like. How is it possible that I don't know who you are yet? You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like there's <laughs>
0: 10
4: people so... in this city that are um, choppers. You know, how the fuck have we not met yet?
2: Yeah, it's, it, the community's so small that when you see, especially if it's like a really nice chop, you're like, it's it just <laughs> <seems> like unfathomable <laughs> yeah. that we haven't crossed paths at some point at a show or something.
3: Well, I'm always yelling at the dirty builds guys and like chicken rick every time I see him because like I grew up in Connecticut. I moved to Philly, and I feel like two years later I find out there's like these cool dudes doing chopper shit in Connecticut. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I man? just fucking like, moved
4: from there because there's yeah.
3: fucking no bunch. Well up in Deadbeat, there was some kid, he was just like, We he was like, Where'd you go to school? And I was like, I went to Plattech in Milford. He's like, I went to Plattech in Milford, like, Platt Tech in Milford like, like four years out, like a year or two out, or maybe I don't know. We might have been in the, in high school at the same time, which is crazy, like just small world shit. It's like
2: a picture you know. in the yearbook of you two together with your with
3: <laughs> yeah, your arms yeah. around each other. Just like, not, <laughs> just like not even looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when I see, like, yeah, I'm always seeing Rick and shit like that. I mean, I'm gonna be in Connecticut next month, and I, last time I was up there, I tried to hit up Nick and and uh, and the chicken, and I didn't end up seeing him. But um, hopefully, next time when I'm up there. But yeah, it's cool. how like small. The community really becomes once like it's so huge obviously but like you know it's like everybody's somehow connected to another person that you know or don't know and you know it just opens up all these doors especially right, how i met you guys yeah. like you guys ago. you know like i feel like i talked to lot like a lot you know we're, now we're even i'm even further away and it's just like what's up just checking in seeing how the fucking camaros doing all that kind of shit you know
2: right and that was through you on- at fucking uh Greasy doesn't, you know, I'm sure that get the bond gets deepened because you're both building for the same show. Oh, we got
3: Teeth deep. Teeth deep. Addy daddy. The Addy (laughs) 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 Daddy.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So what do you guys got in the shop right now? What's the uh, the current project?
4: Well, uh, that shovel we just been talking about, uh, we got a 74, what, Ironhead that we've been building. So,
3: it's, it's got Josh's, Josh's got like a almost like prototype Springer that he's building. So, that's that'll be the first bike that'll have that on it, which I know he's not going to plug because he's humble as fuck, but. <laughs> I, yeah, we'll, see, just- we'll
4: see how it goes when, you know, <laughs> when we get it on the road. But. Yeah, Can we was, get
1: like uh, some background, real quick, on like how you got into fab work? Like, what made you, or just like, like this all just spawned from motorcycles?
4: Uh well, I mean, what opened the door for welding for me was actually a fucking second DUI. Of course, surprisingly nice. <laughs> of course, <laughs> what else? <laughs> Turn <Put
0: on>? a <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> negative to <the> positive.
4: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I was in like my last two weeks of like HVAC schooling and I got my second DUI like two weeks before graduating that. So like, you know, lose my license. No place was hiring me. My, you know, buddy Andy was working in a machine shop and so I was, like I had to be on uh, house arrest and all that shit. So he's like, well, you know, I, I'll get you, you know, because at the time I had a job under the table. He's like, well, I can get you a t- like get you a job here, you know, just being like a saw bitch and shit. And you know, I was there for one day, and the guys like, well, you ever do any welding? And I was like, eh, I mean, here and there, like you know, help some friends like shave some door handles on their fucking shitty rat rods. But and, you know, he basically they tried me out at that, and we're like, oh, well, you're a fucking natural, and then that turned into you know being there for a few years, and then weaving there and going to a sheet metal well, shop. were you weld in or, there? Uh that that company we basically just made uh like winches and shit for barges did a lot of stuff oh, for that. uh like the coal miners and stuff like that. What type of welding? So was that stick
2: welding, man? Yeah,
4: that was all uh spray transfer like MIG welding at that place.
2: Spray was, transfer uh, and uh, the dual shield flux core is like magic yep. to me still. I've never done either of them. Like I only know about the regular MIG and then there's like advanced MIG, which is like a like, whole uh, separate. Man, it
4: was fucking crazy. Welding like these big drum gears and shit that you'd like literally have to crawl into and fucking weld the inside of these big gears on the fucking, like these drums. Yep. Like run, you know, you're running, yeah, dual shielded, like 16 thick, you know wire and you're just like holy fuck
2: yeah the dual like, shield is wild because you run that mig gun and then at the end you got to like chip the slag like it was stick yeah that's such a weird it's, <laughs> concept it's fucking right
4: crazy like you're, you're like running that and it's like at the end of you know at one pass you got a fucking bead that's like three quarters of an inch fucking thick all you know all the ways around you're just like what the fuck that's wild you know, everything right, was people like, in the 1940s, like 50 plus, and,
2: yeah. <laughs> pissed off that they never knew about this and their fucking stick welding stuff. And they're like, how fast does that go? <laughs> it's nuts. I think they do all the bridges with with dual shield these days. Yeah, is it run? Does it run the same way that MIG runs? Like, are you dragging it or are you pushing it?
4: uh like, on that shit was basically like a lot of it was like all uh, like turntable work and shit. Okay. So it was basically pulling.
2: Oh, that's got to be so satisfying, though, to do turntable shit that also has a slag peel. And you're like, mm, oh, yeah, look at this fucking yeah. slag. <laughs> Just it's
4: balls, like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's like looking like I wish back then when I was doing that, like Instagram was a thing because now it's like you got a load for and, you know, you're seeing all those memes and shit of like the slag, like. Just peeling itself up like a boner, and you're just
2: like, man, I used to see this <laughs> shit every day. You know, I've never heard anybody call it the boner, the slag. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a scorpion, you
3: know, but I... <laughs> we have fun here.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, yeah, we, there's a lot of penis jokes around here. But...
3: <laughs> oh,
2: that's awesome. But yeah, dude, that's a cool, uh heavy industrial way to get involved in welding.
4: And then, yeah, I mean, so that, like, really opened the, you know, door for any kind of shit like that, like, motorcycle-wise. I mean, we would do shit here and there, like, on, you know, the bikes. But then it's, like, when we, you know, obviously, you know, when that, like, that opened the door for me fucking, you know, like, 12, 13 years ago. To basically, you know, like, oh, well, fuck, I mean, we can cut up this fucking well and make whatever you want now. It's like, fuck.
2: So how did you make the move from, because, and this always blows me away, you know, because you worked as a welder, there are a lot of people, I would say more people that you work with at work as a welder who don't like weld at all in their spare time than than there are people who do. Like everybody I work with right now, they're like, they weld at work. And then I'm like, oh, do you have like a machine at home? They're like, nah, I just do this here at work. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's
4: funny. I always thought that it's like weird, like, Cause I mean, like one of the guys that like taught me and, you know, I mean, he was a fucking awesome welder, learned a lot from this dude at this first shop I worked at. And I mean, he was like a total, like, weld. you know, he wouldn't do shit at home, like welding wise. And, you know, you're just like, man, how do you like, and he's just like a total, you know, dad has like two or three kids. It's like, when you go home, he's like full on dad mode. Like, you know, like, Oh, I'm gonna cook dinner and this and that. And it's like, Huh, it just seems crazy to me that you're not home like tinkering in a garage or something like... Yeah, you well, don't want well to weld anything. This, or, like... You're like, no, it's like, no, I sit my ass on the couch with the kids, make some dinner and, you know, do that kind of shit. You know, maybe build some Legos,
2: you know? You're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm you're fucking elbowing like, like, I, I don't home. know.
4: I'm like, I, I leave here in my dirty ass clothes and I go to another fucking garage and piss around in oil and grease on my own like motorcycle and shit just because it's fun
2: yeah especially too it's like i i just feel like there's so much money left on the table like it's 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 a skill set that you can make great money with in addition to having a full-time job that the idea that you wouldn't do it is almost shocking to me but i mean like you said i mean you do that though
4: like well as you said that's basically how i mean this all came about was i mean i would have just kept doing it on the side but it started getting to be like so much where it's like, I don't know, like anyone out there, it's like, if you've ever worked like even a full-time job and a part-time job I and mean, you get burned out, like oh, a yeah. couple months in, you know, you're like, fucking all I want to do is sleep. Like I don't well, have time yeah. no, to, if you're able you know, to do
2: the full-time thing instead of the main gig, i hundred percent. I feel like that is, that's the ideal situation i'm just saying i I mean i will say that people don't want to tinker you do all this stuff at work i'm like how are you not curious to like make make some stuff at home you know and like you said you're doing heavy industrial stuff at work and then you end up doing tig at the house was that just out of necessity because like you liked motorcycles and motorcycles need tig well i mean
4: just uh like well there i mean they didn't they didn't have any TIG or anything like that. And it was just something I always wanted to learn. And the one guy I was actually teaching me from, I mean, he had all his certs and shit in TIG and you know, he would give me some pointers, but like, even like welding tips and tricks and shit like that. Yeah. helped out a lot with that, but, but uh, like well, a lot of the TIG and all that stuff really came through for me. Like at the last job I had at a sheet metal shop and, and a lot of, I mean, I was the only guy there that was doing TIG welding and, you know, we were, which I still like, this day pisses me off, but like, you know, they would fucking bring me all these fucking weird little pans and like bent pieces of fuck 22 gauge stainless and want me to like TIG world outside corners and shit. And the fit up was always fucking shitty. And I'm just like, you guys are fucking dicks. Right. Like, Nothing better. than 22 gauge on a fucking outside corner. That's all fucked up. Like
2: and with a shitty me. fit up. Yeah. You're like, here, well, yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh. that's and great. Like, oh,
4: well, you got to make it presentable. And you're like, Go fuck yourself,
2: you know. No, you guys gotta make it presentable for me. That's what the, that's what we gotta yeah. do here. I but, don't even uh, know how you of do that. Was that like,
4: I mean, I learned to. a lot I learned a lot at that place, you know, doing a lot of thin gauge sheet metal shit. But um but yeah, that was fun.
2: That seems like a good super applicable place to work if you were if you're gonna then get into motorcycle work.
4: So yeah, I mean, that's, so it's like definitely like, you know, the last, you know, a couple jobs and all that definitely played a lot of part in, you know, learning a good bit of shit. And obviously that would grow me to, into, you know, doing a lot of the stuff I'm doing now on motorcycles, but like the motorcycle thing was always just there. Like it's a, almost like you're, you know, we're talking about just tinkering at home with just doing shit, you know, you wanted to do on your own bike. Right, exactly. But, but that, that, yeah, that definitely opened a lot of doors for you know, obviously getting a paycheck to learn how to do shit that I could adapt into motorcycle world.
2: Hundred percent. Now, was it tricky to go from doing these huge weldments with dual shield flux core and spray transfer to then learning TIG and having to do these really like super clean prepped surfaces?
4: Uh, I mean, a little bit. Like, it's it's weird to uh, get used to. Like, obviously, you know, like when you're in that kind of setting, it's like, you know, some slightly dirty shit, you know, other than hitting it with a fucking grinding wheel real quick. You know, to now you got to, you know, now we're cleaning things, wiping stuff off with acetone. And But the only thing I don't miss is burning the shit out of your arms. Yeah. You know, it's fucking sparks and nasty shit just being, like, covered fucking dirty and sooty as fuck. And, and now you you know it's almost like it's still I still get a fucking kick out of those memes where it's like you know you got the guys out mig weld and or stick weld not like in the fucking gas lines laying in mud and dirty as fuck and there's like this nice little tig welder sitting at his fucking <laughs> at his table in a fucking perfectly clean shop that you could eat off the floor like
2: you know. oh yeah you seen the ones of the people where it's got like. Stick welding, MIG welding, oxy welding. Oh, uh, yeah, the fucking it,
4: like the the, yeah, genders,
2: the eyes or the faces. Yeah, and everybody's ruined except for the TIG welder. <laughs> yeah, it looks
4: perfectly fine. Smile, like.
2: <laughs> it's just the same picture twice. And I'm like, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking true, though. <laughs> There's just very little, uh, very little dirtiness in those environments.
1: So I mean, that. Hey, so I got a question. Because you got to in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. And that's basically, like a yeah, city. Like yeah, basically, right
4: fucking... you know, basically like right in the heart. I mean, uptown right here. We're literally like two, what two minutes away from like downtown heart of Pittsburgh, where the shop is. So,
1: is it like, is there like any like burden because of fucking Corona being that close to like a major city?
4: Um. No. Like so, when like the first Corona shit hit started we were we just hit like we were just going into like a, almost a full year being open as like a you know shop giving it our all and i'm right. sitting there like fuck i'm like shit everything's like this is when they first were talking about shutting everything down and this and that yeah yeah I'm like, fuck. well I'm like this is it i guess i'm going back to a nine to five and then you know it's like within that month you know people started getting all this extra unemployment People were home, fucking tearing into their projects, and like literally, that was the busiest we've ever gotten. It's basically stayed that way since. But you know, no everyone shit. Started, everyone was sitting at home tearing the fucking motorcycles apart, or this, or working on their house, wanted a railing, and it's like, well, fuck, I'm on unemployment. I'm getting an extra six hundred bucks a week. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna bring this bike to you in a couple of weeks. It's like I got. You know, I got a couple brands sitting around now that I wasn't even fucking counting on. You know, So all these people had extra money in their pockets and were home with nothing but time on their hands.
1: Actually, so, so business I actually, actually like, picked fucking,
4: up. Yeah, like, like benefited <laughs> the fuck out of Corona.
1: Fucking it. So, Are they starting to crack fuck. down again with, like this whole new fucking shit that's coming out or what?
3: No, nah, Pittsburgh doesn't give shit.
1: <laughs> no, it seems like almost everyone.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems like no one
4: gives a fuck anywhere. That's the difference wow. between yeah. like,
3: transferring, because I've been here for a couple months now, like going from Philly to Pittsburgh. It's like, Philly's like a very working class city, but it's still got its money. Like it's very like rich, upper, upper, upper class fucking part of it. Pittsburgh's just almost 90, 95 to 90%, like just working class. Like people here just put their nose to the grindstone, go to work, go to drink, raise their families, have fun. And like, that's it, you know? It's kind of like right. almost all you can do out here, but it's like it's a it's a great transition, you know, so I can see where the, people probably are Probably down.
4: a lot of the driving force behind that. It's like, oh, nope. You ain't fucking with our sports teams. We're going to the fucking games. <laughs> we ain't wearing no yeah. masks. Fuck yeah, all yeah, this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's telling Steelers, these people what to do.
3: Go Pens. We ain't missing no more
0: fucking games. We're going to the Stiller games. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's cool, like, just seeing the difference in – you know the culture of people that live around here i mean you still got your your yuppies and stuff like that but it's even those people like still clock in pick up a wrench and go to work you know it's it's really cool it's really cool work by city here i I love it here and you know basically what he was describing is people probably you know the first things they did were like oh maybe i'll finally you know tear into that camaro that's been sitting in the backyard or like i got this fucking 75 shovel that's been sitting in my fucking garage or my
4: fucking Porch railing has all been all yeah, fucked up for the yeah. last three years. Fuck it. I'm going to rip it out myself and hit up these guys. They fucking probably make me something that I can install myself.
2: Yeah, there you go. Cause you got the railing stuff going on the side too. So you got all, a couple different ways of uh, keeping things going.
4: So, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not just motorcycle stuff. I mean, I've done some weird shit for a guy that's like, this guy brought me this basketball hoop that he picked up off Craigslist and wanted me to like, Weld a new stand to the bottom of it instead of like the water filled fucking tubs. You know, I'm like, sure, yeah. I'll weld that on for you. Fuck, I don't. If you're paying me to fucking weld something on, I don't give a fuck what you want me welding on there.
2: Like, yeah, good I'm luck. I'll <laughs> weld a dick You've to the bottom
4: that. of it for you're paying me for it, you know? You've done
3: it. <laughs> You've done it. The old dick stand. Yeah, our buddy Ed, the guy, the big guy that we were talking about before, that, that sporty, I guess it's. Unofficially named the Uptown Sporty? Yeah, I guess, yeah. It's, it's got it's, one of the first dick stands ever. <laughs> <He's> out, <laughs> his kickstand is just like a dick. A yeah, well, yeah, little,
4: <laughs> little Peter at the end of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. I don't think I saw that one. Is that one posted on the page? We can ah, it,
4: should be, it should be on
3: there, I think. On your page? On the Uptown page?
4: I think, I mean, if you scroll through <laughs> any of those, I uh, think we're getting the Sportster post of that bike. There's There has to be, like, a detailed shot of the fucking dick stand somewhere. So
3: he wasn't kidding. If you pay him, he will weld the dick to the bottom of your shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) well,
4: that's a fun, that's a running thing with uh, him and Taylor. So Taylor put on, like, a 12-over front end on his, and then I had to make him a longer kickstand. Yeah. So I made him, like, a dick stand that was, like, slightly bigger than Ed's because it's like, oh, I got the bigger dick, but my front <laughs> end's bigger now. So, those two are fucking out like a doling match with the bigger
3: dick stands. <laughs> That's awesome. Hotel Metalworks, home of the dick stands.
2: <laughs> That's right. Hey, somebody had to make them. You knew it was eventually going to be a
3: thing. You might as well get ahead of it. Well, now Josh, Josh from fucking uh, Steel City, if you're listening, that's that's our collaboration. We need twisted metal dick stands. Yeah, uh, yeah. Twisted we need, some, dick. we need some twisted dicks. <laughs> don't get your dick all twisted unless you come to Uptown. Yeah, don't get your
2: dick all on a twist.
3: <laughs> oh, he can do it. He can make it happen. <laughs> oh, he'll make it look good too. I want, I want He's a gonna nice, love this. to was that? Bad read. <laughs>
2: Home of the Twisted Dick Stands.
4: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Harley, take your jiffy stand and shove it up your ass. Hey, we were
3: trying to think of, like, what whenever we build a bike, like, what's our, how do you know it's going to be an uptown bike? Just check the
4: kickstand. No, so we should start, <laughs> yeah, just start putting dicks on everything. No <laughs> wonder everyone's like, oh, everything they so put like, on, no, that shop's gay. They <laughs> you got to make, like, a fucking spin-off uh,
1: That kicker pedal that EasyCo makes? One you can smoke out of. You need to make one that's a twisted dick kicker pedal that you smoke,
3: you can out, of. smoke it out oh you smoke man! It. You're
4: onto something. Oh, that'd be great. We are have to change our name to Dick Ripper Six Six Six. It's
2: good. This is the evolution right here. Uh, <laughs> there be a new
4: you by here by the time smoke. you guys hear this. Here on every soft, rigid, soft tail.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We make softtails hard and your kickstands harder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Call us the Little Blue Pill Shop. That's fantastic. Making softtails hard and kickstands harder might have to be worked into the name or the show notes of this uh, That's
0: got
4: yeah. to t- be the next t shirt. Yeah, we'll put on a chucker hat or
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> like Squid Billy's hat or something
4: going
2: to need one that size to put that on there you know oh that's fucking awesome yeah so it's it's definitely i'm curious to see where things move along for you guys because you got so many bikes on the page already it's more than we've had a lot of people on the show but not as not as much stuff that they've already pumped out we've had a lot of people on that are just starting a business or starting one within the past year how long have you been in business to have this many bikes that you guys have pumped out already
4: what, i think it's going on like, what, a little over three years
2: damn yeah for three like, years man that's that's a good amount of stuff you're it. Yeah, out
4: i mean you know there's i will say there's a lot of like just those uh evo sportster chops that I haven't even never even posted pictures of, so, I mean, I, I mean, they all basically look the same, but, but I mean, there's a lot of those that, I mean, I've never even took a picture from start to finish.
2: Yeah, man, it's definitely, because looking through, it seems like those sporties <laughs> are definitely that bread and butter work. I see a lot of sporties on there. I see a couple of jack bikes on there. seems like you've done some, Oh, you got XS six hundred and fifty hardtailed on here. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that day. was
4: actually uh, one of like one of the first customers. Actually, he's he's up in Vermont now. A, a good buddy. I don't know, you guys probably might have met him up at the Deadbeat too. But uh, what's his handle? Oh, that was short, long, long, short, long.
2: Yeah, I pro- we but, probably uh, did meet him. Yeah,
4: but I know. Yeah, he had his XS up there that and uh but that was actually one of like the first bills that we did here at like you know under the name uptown
2: you know for that for him Mm
4: -hmm. but uh yeah he's uh, living up in
2: vermont now that's awesome man yeah that one came out nice that's the red one right
4: uh no it's uh it's got like a green like a green turquoise tank and fender I think
2: everything else is black. Gotcha. So there's even more. Yeah, because then you got another red one here that's got a a, a cobra seat with springs under it. That's kind of neat. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. Yep. Um, A little, like, the sprung rigid seat. That's fucking... Yeah, I love that look. Is it bouncing? uh, Oh, yeah. There's uh, a picture of it on there. Uh, Back in...
4: Yeah, back in I guess April
2: of twenty nineteen. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I see the one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So you got more than one access. You guys have pumped out of there.
0: But, uh, but yeah, that
4: one was uh like a yeah, we basically did the full thing. Made yeah, we made the bars for that, the the seat pan, the sissy bar, the kickstand. Oh, yeah. This thing the, is the exhaust. I mean, we did a lot on that one.
2: I like the exhaust too. That one, it like kind of like sc- scoops down below and then kicks up toward the back there. Yep, that's rad. I like the dual headlight, too. But then, yeah, I was gonna say that was actually yeah,
4: Matt, Matt, the owner of that. He, uh, that was like, he uh, was adamant about finding those i think the hell were they i forget where he found them from but they're i think like an old Volkswagen headlight or some shit sure something. i don't know where the hell he got them from but uh he was adamant about making those and incorporating them in but i love that shit yeah like Like, you know, like just find something. he just like he was he's like yeah he, he spent like i think two months tracking out like another headlight to match that one and i was like oh, good for you
3: Nice fucking dude too. Oh, he's I'd, awesome. I'd him, and his, him and his, lady fucking
2: set me up. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Is he? Is this Instagram handle supposed to be about like Morse code with the long, long, short, long thing?
4: Yeah, you know, I'm not 100. percent I think that might be like more of a like he's an old school uh, like train kid. So he was oh, always yeah.
2: Like, I don't know if that has anything to do with like maybe it's a train whistle thing. It might be. We could just say it. Nobody's here to say it isn't. So
4: <laughs> No one's going to argue that point. Goddamn train <laughs> thing, all right?
2: Definitely a train thing. This guy's big yeah, in a train. you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't anybody ask him.
4: <laughs> yeah, don't ever fucking bring it up again.
2: <laughs> That's rad. Oh, that one's got one of these unique kickstands, too. It looks like two railroad spikes.
4: Yep, yep. That's what, Yeah, another thing he wanted incorporated in there. I think the- oh yeah <laughs> that
2: confirms the train thing for sure. We didn't do that yeah. And the little first aid kit for the oil or the electronics bag I mean it looks like Yeah
4: actually yeah he did all the wiring and electronics himself and that was actually his uh his uh paps actually like his what the hell was it like his paps actual uh first aid kit from when he was I guess in the war.
2: Damn. Well, see, now that kind of goes more toward the Morse code thing, potentially. So I don't know which one to believe now. Man, huh? It could go either way. Yeah, I'll message him. We're gonna, hey, Matt, I to chime in with that one. <laughs> but, uh... <coughs> no, that's rad. But yeah, that's
4: what I know. I remember when we were putting that together, he was all worried. He's like, you think everyone's going to fucking just make fun of me? Because it's like tacky, like almost like an ammo can stuff. You know, it's just like everyone just fucking does it all the time. I'm like, no, dude. You got some more fucking more meaning behind any other guy play, painting a shark face on a fucking <laughs> ammo can <laughs> and throwing it on there. You know what I mean? Like you got some fucking you got some history behind it. Don't Shots fired at the shark face.
3: Don't at <laughs> <add> us. <laughs> don't at me, shark face. Yeah.
1: people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the Instagram. Fuck off. <laughs> <up. laughs>
4: Take that up with Dan here, only
2: Dan's. Uh... Yeah, this is the Instagram manager now. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't at me.
0: Oh, there's plenty of don't come at me, don't
2: at me. You know, I think we got we already got added because I I used to make that joke about the model A taillight, Uh, which also happens to be on this biker, just why I was thinking about it. I made a comment and then everybody
3: added me,
0: and I was like, well. I, I, geez, one I don't think you're light. immune
3: to, like, getting at it. I think whenever you say don't add me, everybody asks me. we we literally sitting next to a can of Cassie like Costello right now. Uh,
2: oh, yes, dude. It's, you that? Living like fruit, gentlemen. I can hear that. That's, like <laughs> can
4: hear that that's an empty can ready for some nuts and bolts.
2: <laughs> that's it, man. I can hear the black gold rustling around in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome!
4: residual dust down in the fucking crevices, you know? It keeps the rust from getting
2: on there. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes, you know? (laughs) Well, good deal. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on to talk about some of the projects here. I'm excited to see some of the projects that come out in the future. I definitely want to see more of this one that you did the custom frame on. But before we get too much further along here, we got to remember to thank some of these people who make this show possible. First up, We got Deadbeat Customs out there in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. If you haven't been by the shop, go check it out in person. Try on a helmet, pair of gloves. And obviously, these are people put on the Deadbeat Retreat. Awesome, awesome company. Deadbeatcustoms.com. And go follow them on Instagram. Next up, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs out of Sydney, Australia. Pumping out some of the dopest. Headlights, taillights, indicator lights, points covers, jockey shifters, and a whole lot more hit up hypnic or follow him on Instagram at hypnic jerk customs. If you need to get your hands on the best hot sauce in the game, you need to follow stay strong. Co LLC on Instagram, order when order the shit that's the classic. And then whatever new seasonal one he's got, just order a fucking can of that too. Absolutely delicious. Great dude. Stay strong. Co LLC. Next up, we got Steel City Blacksmithing, who we just referenced earlier in the show, making the dopest twisted dick kickstands and a whole bunch of other (laughs) good shit. (laughs) Make sure you're following the home. Now you
4: know that, Josh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I told you we'd we'd update the ad read with uh, his latest product here. So (laughs) make sure you're following Steel City Blacksmithing on Instagram. And if you got something custom in mind that you don't see, Give him a holler, and I'm sure he could whip it up for you. Next up, we got Raise Hell Motorcycle Co. out there in New York doing custom work, full builds, full merch line, and more. You've you've heard him on the show. Go back and check out our episode with Ben and follow him, Raise Hell Motorcycle Co., all one word, on Instagram. And we got No Luck Paintworks, the homie Dan Bliss crushing the paint game right here in Manchester, New Hampshire. Go check out his page. He's literally, I feel like every night he's posting another picture or something that he's painting for somebody. Tons of stuff, super talented kid, and he's always got something in the works. So follow No Luck Paintworks and tell him you heard about him on the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper podcast. Next up, we got yours truly, Pharaoh Fabrication, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. If you need something built, repaired, fabricated, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Pharaoh Fabrication or click the link in the bio to check out the website with some of the past projects. And then last but not least, we got Loctite's motherfucking chop shop.
1: Cindy look at the motherfucking Unicorn Ranch. We do all things vinyl. Uh, if Final Six, so we can make it fucking happen. Uh, we can do one of a kind shit, or we can do orders as high as fucking one million. <laughs> not literally, not one million. Do not hit me up to do a million fucking anything. We will do
4: one million dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, hit us up. We can do shirts, hats, koozies, show banners, shop signs, whatever the fuck you need. And as always, for all your pinstriping motherfucking needs.
2: Love it. Good deal. Well, guys, as we move to wrap this one up here, do you have any closing thoughts before we shut it down? Thanks
4: for having us on. We yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. I mean
3: look out look out for the uptown trike that we're uh, secretly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we're waiting, we got for, a... waiting for this to announce it, but we got a pretty crazy project that you guys might want to look into at some point.
4: But so we got some ideas for uh, a excess little Little excess project we've had sitting around here that's that uh, I, I uh, picked up I guess a couple of years ago and it's just been sitting around. But you know Dan's been uh, driving force for some motivation and after we were at Fuel we were, we both both saw it at different times and we both came to each other like yeah oh, there's some cool bikes here. But did you see that CB750 automatic trike? <laughs>
3: And get too much. Away, yeah. But, too much but it's, away. you know, trike. And- you see my band, <laughs> about Just think big meats on the back. It's something. Yeah, also, but- if I'm running the Instagram, Upton Metalworks on Instagram, up U P T A H N Metalworks, follow us. Yins. Yins. Yeah. <laughs> follow Yins. Yeah, they say Yins out here. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
2: yeah, I think, I think I saw hashtag Yins on some of the, the things, and I was like, what is
0: that? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like, like it's, like, it's like john it's the same thing not really but uh <laughs> i love <laughs> it's like it john, it's like john without the cheese stick anyway yeah follow follow <laughs> us there We'll i'll make sure uh, i'll make sure we get photos of everything we talked about tonight uh at least up by tomorrow by the time this podcast hits so and uh again thanks for having us i guess yeah. appreciate it
2: uh, totally hey we're happy to have you guys this was super awesome to hear some of the uh the background on this stuff and to see what you guys will cook up in the future. So, to close this one out, I will say Josh, Andy, and Dan are working longer and longer to make soft tails hard and kickstands harder.
4: <laughs> Without the blue pill.
2: <laughs> All right, Loctite, what do you got for these people? Take them into their motherfucking Friday.
1: It's Friday, motherfuckers. Handrails and chopper pods still have to be made, even during Corona. But don't forget, it all started with those slag boners.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. you know what it is. Yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. I put it down from the whip of my diamonds. I'm in black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Uh, black stripe, yellow paint. I hear they're scared of it, but them pros ain't. Soon as I hit the club, look at them face. Hit the pedal once, make the floor shake. Sway inside. On my schedule. No love for him, boy. I'm breaking hearts. No keys. Push to start. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is. Everything I do, I do it big. Yeah. Uh huh. Screaming ass nuts. When I pulled off the lot, that's that's nuts. Get up in my town. When you see me, you know everything. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. I put it down from the whip to my diamonds. I'm in black and yellow, black and yellow. Got a call from my jeweler, this just in And women love me cause I'm messing with their best friends Not a lesbian, but she a freak though This ain't for one night, I'm shining all week, bro I'm sipping Cleco and rocking yellow diamonds So many rocks up in my watch, I can't tell what the time is Got a pocket full of big faces Throw it up cause everybody that I'm with, Taylor Yeah, Uh uh-huh, you know what it is Everything I do, I do it big that's when that's I pulled off the lot, that's, that's, that's that you up in my town, when you see me, you know everything Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow I put it down from the whip, so I'm Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow Stay fly like how I'm supposed to do That crowd underneath them clouds Can't get close to you And my car look like unapproachable Super clean, but it's super mean She wanna ride with them cats count stacks get fly, take trips and that's that real rap i let her get she want and she feel that convertible drop feel 87 the top pill back yeah. uh-huh. you know what it is I already know what it is, man. If you don't, you should by you now. My you see me, you don't know everything. Uh, I uh, yellow, uh, yellow, uh, uh, yellow, uh, yellow, yellow. I put it down, Taylor Gang. i have diamonds, like yellow, yellow. yellow, yeah. Uh uh-huh. You know what it is. Everything I, I do, I do it big. Yeah. Uh huh. Screamin' that When I pulled off the lot, that's that Yeah, my tongue. you. See me, you know everything Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow I put it down from the whips of my diamonds, I in Black and yellow, black and yellow